Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the word of God, talk about it, and allow it to change our lives. This morning, we're going to start a new little series next few days. I think it's going to be real special to you. The reason I say that, it's been real special to me. It's helped me understand some things about God and about my walk with God. And indeed, I'm a guy who likes to get things done. And God has plans of what he's trying to do in us. I think this will be encouraging to you, to you the next few days. And I do want to give credit to uh, the Institute for Basic Youth Conflicts uh, taught by Bill Gothard many years ago that gave me some insight into these very things. And um, I don't think I would have learned this without him. So I'm grateful for that. In Psalm 103, the psalmist says something interesting. It said, God made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. Isn't that interesting? That the children of Israel understood, or the children of Israel saw what God did, but it seems like he's saying they didn't understand what God was doing. Moses was different. He walked with God. He understood what was happening. He learned Uh, He had a relationship with God in which he understood the ways of God. And the children of Israel, they didn't seem to do it. Therefore, when there were trials and difficulties, they grumbled, they complained, life was tough. They, they, They wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, never seeming never to really understand the ways of God. Well, it's interesting in Isaiah He says when speaking of the ways of God, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Oh, this is humbling, isn't it? We think we've got God figured out. I know on campus, I'm often run into people, particularly Muslims, you know, they have difficulty understanding the Trinity. And I always challenge them. I say, do you think you understand other aspects of God? I mean, the, the power of God, the wisdom of God, the ways of God. Do you, see, some people feel they've got God figured out. Others, of course, think they can never figure out God. But the truth is, God has his ways. God does what he does. And he wants us to know his ways. He wants us to walk with him. He wants to share his ways with us. He wants to make known his ways to us. He wants us to be like Moses to be people who understand the ways of God. I would dare say there's no higher pursuit in life than this. We talked a few weeks ago as we were talking about science, and I was mentioning that the queen of all sciences, the greatest of all sciences, is theology. More than biology or zoology or geology or any of these others, is theology, the study of God, to understand God, to walk with God, and to know the very ways of God. Now, one thing that I learned in the seminar I told you years ago was what he called vision, death of a vision, supernatural fulfillment. It's like God in life, God will want to give people a vision for their life. And brothers and sisters, we need this. We need a sense of purpose. We're created this way. We're not mere, we're not mere animals who are creatures of instinct, who just, you know, just want to survive or reproduce or something. No, we're human beings made in the image of God. And part of that being made in the image of God 
is our life is meant to be significant. Our life is meant to to be something. And God will give us a vision deep in our soul, I believe this, about what our life is meant to be. Now, make sure it's not an idol. Make sure that you've got God first and you're seeking God and seeking his will. But if you are delighting in God, it tells us in Psalm 37, verse 4, that God will give us the desires of the heart. I believe that means God will put desires in our heart. And if we're putting him first and loving him and seeking him, he'll put desires within us, passions, goals, hopes, aspirations, a vision of what we can do with our lives and how we can make a difference and how we can love him and how we can build his kingdom, what we can do that God has created us to do. He gives us a vision. And lots of times as we set out to do that vision, we run into a brick wall. We run into difficulties because we're trying to do it in our strength rather than his. This is typical of us human beings. We think we can do it and we try and do it in our strength and we run into difficulties. We run into hardships. We run into, it doesn't work. And at that time, we our vision dies. The circumstances just say, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And there's tests that happen at that time. Indeed, we're being tested. We're going to talk over the next couple of days about what happens during this death of a vision time and what we want to do and not want to do. But suffice it to say today, it's a time of testing. And if we are passing the test, then what God will do is he will fulfill that vision in a supernatural way. He'll do things we could have never done on our own. He'll come through miraculously because we'll have learned to trust in him. And we will have learned our own weakness, our own frailty, and we'll realize that God always wanted to fulfill the vision through his power and strength working in us rather than simply through our own human effort. Abraham, when he when he was promised by God that he would have a great uh, children, number of children that would outnumber the sea, the sea outnumber the, the, uh, the grains of sand on the seashore, outnumber the stars in the heavens. And yet, and yet what happened? She was barren and they couldn't have a child. And then they got so old, she was beyond childbearing age. And we see in Abraham, there's ways in which he didn't pass the test and ways in which he did. We'll see this over the next couple of days. But ultimately, then God gave them this miracle child. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90. And they had this child. What an amazing thing. Uh, what an amazing miracle. We see Joseph. Joseph was, he had a vision, a dream from God that one day his brothers, his older brothers, would bow down to him. Well, his older brothers were already jealous of him because he was the youngest and the father favored him gave him this special colored coat. They were jealous of him. They decided they were going to kill him. And uh, instead, they just sold him as a slave into Egypt. And there he went. And, and even things went from bad to worse. He ended up in a dungeon there in Egypt. And, and he was, uh, you know, my goodness. What this dream that God had given him, this something that was going to happen with his life when he was just a teenager must have been so such a distant thought, and yet he passed the test. And in one day, God raised him up to be the second in command of all of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And yes, when a famine hit the land, 
the brothers came, bowed down before him. But more than that, God's purpose was to save the whole family, which he did through Joseph and through his suffering and through his death of a vision before a supernatural fulfillment came. How about Moses? Moses, God said, you're going to deliver my children Israel. They've been in bondage and slaves for 400 years. I've heard their cry. You're going to deliver them. Moses goes down and tells Pharaoh, let my people go. We want to go out three days in the wilderness and worship God. Pharaoh says, no, no, you're lazy. You people, you just don't want to work. You're going to now, now not only do you have to make the bricks, you got to go collect the straw to make the bricks. He made their oppression worse. He doubled their labor. It was a great vision. We're going to be free and a death of a vision. You're going to have to work twice as hard. The oppression was greater. But out of that, God then delivered him through, might, through a mighty hand. And, and even though the children of Israel got upset and discouraged, and Moses, look, you brought this trouble on us. In the end, God delivered him. He took him through the Red Sea. Not only did they plunder Egypt, he destroyed the Egyptian army. And the people weren't free for three days of worship. They were free to start their own nation. Do you see how God works? How about the disciples? They thought they were going to be following Jesus. He was the Messiah, going to bring in a kingdom, maybe overthrow the Romans. Indeed, just days before his death, they were saying, hey, when you have your kingdom, uh, can I sit at your right hand and I sit at your left hand? They were jockeying for position. And Jesus, Jesus, you talk about a death of vision, he died. They saw him arrested, tried, crucified, buried. Their vision, their hope was destroyed. They were discouraged. They were down. Only three days later, a supernatural fulfillment, literally a resurrection from the dead. Do you see how God works? My friends, I just want to tell you, if you understand these things, this can get you through difficult times and it can get you through walking closer with God, drawing closer to God. If you don't understand this, it can be so discouraging, so disheartening. Every person goes through difficult times. God, I'm trusting that God has given you vision in your life. And I believe that there's been times that if so, you set out to follow it, to do it, to accomplish it. And there can be discouragement. There can be, the circumstances can be against you. It can look hopeless. And those are times when God is working in your life. He's developing you. He's doing something within you before he fulfills it in a way that would surpass your wildest dreams. I've seen this happen in my life, in my ministry right now. Do you, do you realize when I first started preaching on campus years ago, I, I didn't have a ministry. I just was trying. I lost my voice. The first times I did, I would go hoarse. And within a matter of five, 10 minutes, I my voice was gone. And, I'd, and I was so frustrated. Lord, I really, really want to do this. I believe that I had a passion to proclaim and stand up for God and share his word with crowds of people out in the open air. And when I tried, I just, a few minutes I ran, I didn't have the equipment. My voice ran out. And now, of course, if you hear me on here, I can be fairly loud. If you've heard me on campus, God's gave me a really loud voice. He gave me a miracle. He gave me his strength was made perfect in my weakness, according to his promises, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for power is perfected in weakness. And now, if you know, day after day, I can preach for hours and hours and really boom. And it's God who gave me this supernatural fulfillment.
My friends, God is at work. He has his ways. We want to know those ways. We want to be like Moses, walk with God, that when times aren't what we were expecting and it didn't go as we were hoping, to be walking with God and learning his ways. Amen. Oh, Father, we praise you today. And we acknowledge your ways are above our ways. Your thoughts are above our thoughts. You are a great and mighty God. You're not like us, but we aspire to be like you. We want to, we want to know more than your acts. We want to know more than what you're doing. We want to know you, why you're doing it, and walk with you in closeness. We pray for this. Oh, Father, encourage us, inspire us, pour out your wisdom upon us. Give us the knowledge of God. Might we be always increasing in the knowledge of God. We pray for this. And I pray today, Lord, for anyone who's had a vision and that vision died. Lord, would you reawaken it? Would you help us, Lord, not to give up on the things that you've once called us to, that maybe circumstances just didn't work right and we were became discouraged? Lord, sometimes there's a long period. With Abraham, there's 25 years. Sometimes there's a long period of that death of a vision time. Sometimes it's not as with, with, with the disciples, it was only three days that you were in the tomb. Whatever the period, Father, help us to hold on to what you called us to do and to grow and to understand what you're doing during that time when circumstances aren't going right and maintain a faith and an expectation that somehow you're going to give us a miraculous supernatural fulfillment. We love you, Lord. We give you this day to walk with you, bless you, and be your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, so glad to have you. I'm coming with you today from Raleigh, North Carolina, where we'll be preaching on campus today. I apologize for the the lack of sound there. Like I said, when I'm on the road, I've got to change a lot of settings, and sometimes I miss one, and, uh, and, and that's what happened. But glad we fixed it glad you're with me. I hope you stayed with me through that period, that uh, the silent period. And God bless you. If you're new today, I'm so glad you're here with us. We believe in getting in the Word of God every day. We believe that you just can't be a once a week or once a month or just when you feel like a Christian. We're going to be everyday Christians. We want to show up every day and be here. God sees you come to a place like this. God sees when you get in the Word of God. God sees when you pray. We want to be everyday Christians. We need to be because the world, otherwise the world's going to squeeze us into its mold. But if we get in the word of God, we're going to be transformed from the inside. So if you're new today, welcome. I hope that you subscribe, like the video, share a comment, share with your friends, hit the notify button and make a commitment to join us every day. To those of you who are here every day, God bless you. I love you. So glad to know I'm sowing the seed of God's word on good soil. It's taking root and changing life. So until we meet tomorrow, might God be strong in your life. Might you have a faith that's persevering and unwavering. And might you know the ways of God as you walk with Him. Amen. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.